You're listening to Unshackled Leadership, a lantern for black women. This podcast is produced to help black women in leadership become more centered by silencing their inner critic and creating strategies to become more confident and innovative. I'm your host, ICF Certified Executive Leadership Coach, Joya jefferson Nuri. Your false upper limits. Let me first define an upper limit. An upper limit is that place where you decide it's the farthest you can go. Let's just say you're a manager, you'll never be in the C-suite. If you're in the C-suite, you'll never be the CEO. If you're the CEO, you'll never run a successful entrepreneurial business. These are your false upper limits. They are things that you put on yourself as this is as far as I can go. Oh, I don't have a PhD, so I'm never going to be able to be the CEO. You have all of these things we make up in our heads that we decide will limit our growth. Today, we're going to talk about breaking through that upper limit, why you have it, and how you can create a space that is your zone of genius. In your zone of genius, you don't have any limits. Now, you're going to be limited by the fact that maybe you're too old to be Miss America. (laughs) That could be a limit. But in general, in your career and how you design your life, your limits are set by you. Now, we have a lot of these external limits that the world tells us about. You know, those are crafted by racism and sexism and, and classism, but we don't have to pay any attention to those. We know they're there. We just have to craft a strategy around them. It's a hard strategy. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not belittling the effects of racism and sexism and classism. They're awful. There's a caste system in this country and around the world that is designed to limit where you're going. But as we all know, as women of color in leadership and who want to be in leadership, we're going to have to find the workaround. We're going to have to come straight at it and shatter it, and we're going to have to work around it when we can. We cannot allow that to decide our upper limits. This program is dedicated to Harriet Tubman. Needless to say, she didn't have an upper limit. So what we're going to focus on today is how to do that. How do we shatter our false upper limits? One of my favorite books is called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. It was recommended to me by somebody I admire a lot, and I have now read it maybe four times. In this book, Gay Hendricks focuses on conquering your hidden fear and take your life to the next level, which means that you have to rid yourself of your false upper limit. By doing that, we first have to identify what our upper limits are. As I said, there's a whole litany of those things that you think, yo, I can't do that. I can't do this. I'm limited to do this. I got three kids. How am I going to work hard enough to get that? No, let that go. Let's have a strategy for getting around those things and incorporating those things into the strategy to kill your false upper limit. Your upper limit is created by the same thing that I talk about time in and time out, your inner critic. 
that voice in your head that tells you what you're not. That voice was created between the ages of eight and 15. And if you sit long enough and think about it, you will find that piece where somebody told you what you're not. More than likely it came from a family member, a classmate, a a situation. I was meeting with a group of women here recently and they told me, two of them told me that their upper limit started around seven or eight when they realized they were dark skinned and their siblings were not. And you know, in all black families, in most families, not everybody's the same complexion. So they were ostracized because they were dark skinned. And that has played a role into, into their adulthood where they don't feel worthy, they don't feel beautiful, they don't feel like they can achieve. And in our session, it was a group session, in our session we worked through the cultural damage of colorism and how you would forgive the people who are sucked into colorism and keep living it out and how you move through it and get to your zone of genius. So you find your upper limit. You first find it. That's going to be the best bet for you to get to where you really want to be. The next thing you have to do is figure out how you're going to solve this problem. Now that you've identified the upper limit, how are you going to solve the problem? You're first going to address it. You're going to say, hey, how come I can't be the CEO? How come I can't be the great entrepreneur? You know, Bill Gates isn't the only one with a great idea. What do I have to do next to get there? First, you have to question it. You have to question the upper limit. Why do you really feel that way? You know what your inner critic, so you're going to ask the inner critic, is that true? And if it is true, is that the only truth? And you're going to come up with that answer. And then you're going to look at the upper limit. See, because a lot of times we have these big dreams of what we want to be and how we want to be it. We actually don't want to do the work it takes to do it. So there's two answers to that. I'll give you a personal example. I have always wanted to win an Academy Award. There is something about getting all dressed up, coming down the red carpet, sitting in my seat, and having them call my name for best actress. Well, what's absolutely hysterical about that is I have absolutely no interest in being an actress. No interest in being an actress, going to auditions and remembering lines and doing the roles and becoming that character. I have no interest. So it's just a fantasy. It's not a false upper limit at all. It's just something I enjoy, and I enjoy it even more during Academy Awards season. So now I realize I have to let that go. I mean, it's just something I have a good time playing with, but it's not really in my wheelhouse, and I really, really, really don't want it. But let's pretend you don't have a fake dream. You have a real one. And you want that real one to come true in your life. So what's in the way? What's in the way of you getting it? If you take a few moments, you can make a list of the things that are in the way. And I would tell you that that list is going to be really concrete. You're going to have all of these things on that list that are real. And I I just listed a whole bunch of them that will happen. 
But there's something on that list, I'm sure, that you're not considering. And it's something that is huge. And it's something that we all suffer from. And we all are victims of. And you know, each and every one of us, uh, tell the story this way. Each and every one of us has something more than likely, each and every one of us has something we lean into that is bigger and greater than we are. Some people call it God. Some people call it the universe. Some people meditate. Some people pray. Some people have whatever they need to do to lean into this, this energy force that helps you get through your obstacles and that you're very, very grateful for. And we all tell you, those of us who have those practices, that that's the priority in our lives. That's the priority voice in our lives. And we're always leaning into that. But I beg to argue with you. It is not your priority lean in. Your priority lean in more than likely is the great worship of the great God of I don't feel like it. Think about it. How often do you know you need to get to the gym, but you don't feel like it? How often do you know that you need to read that actual report and prepare for the board meeting or for the staff meeting? You don't feel like it. How often do you know that you need to maybe eat fruits and vegetables, but McDonald's is right there. You don't feel like cooking. How often do you surrender to the great God of I don't feel like it? Once you identify your false upper limit and you want to break through it to the next level, worshiping the great God of I don't feel like it is not going to work. It's not going to work. You need consistency and dedication and tenacity to get to that place where you want to be. It's not going to work if you are spending most of the time thinking about it and not feeling like doing the work it takes, not even feeling like creating a strategy to get there, pen to paper, fingers to keyboard, to create this strategy to get through your false upper limit to what you really want. You see, the beauty of moving from your zone of excellence, which you probably are in right now, you're doing the best job, you are, you are striving, you're already in a zone of excellence. You're, you're excellent. You've got here, you're doing the work, but there's a zone of genius. And a zone of genius, as Gay Hendricks talks about in his, the book, The Big Leap, as I talk about, is beyond doing the good work. The zone of genius allows you to be in a creative space where you are creating not just for you, but the people who work with you, work for you and your community. Your zone of genius allows you to set an intention and have it manifest. That's your zone of genius. A zone of genius is where you are at peace with yourself and you're just gliding around in this life, knowing who you are, being proud of who you are, and knowing that you are achieving 
everything you really want. That's the zone of genius. And believe it or not, you can get there and live there. I mean, decorate your zone of genius and actually live there and slide through life without anxiety, without fear, and without being beaten down by your inner critic. It is possible. In this zone of genius you're going to live in, you can make anything you want happen. And you're going to say, oh yeah, right, I can't do that. Well, as soon as you start with, I can't do that, then that becomes your reality. You get to create your reality. How are you going to do that? Because when I was a kid, this happened to me and I can't get past that. Well, you're now making yourself a victim. That's a horrible thing that happened to you in your childhood. That's a horrible thing that happened to you in your first marriage. That's a horrible thing that happened to you in the last three jobs. That is horrible. I'm not... I'm not belittling the horror of what you're going through. But as soon as you stop and you start to dwell in that, you are being victimized by that over and over and over again. There is no reason for you to be the victim of that over and over and over again. It is time for you to say, that happened that's horrible. I lived with that. I don't want those people in my life anymore. I'm going to keep those people, but I'm be wary of them. I'm not going to be in a situation like that again. I'm not going to take a job just because I need a job. I'm going to manifest the job. I'm going to set the intention and have the job I want. I'm also going to be diligent enough to save money. So if I want to stop working, I can do that. I can stop for a little bit. You're going to be disciplined about that. And we're going to talk about your money situation in in another podcast. But moving from your zone of excellence past your false upper limits into your zone of genius will require you to not worship the great God of I don't feel like it. Also moving past your zone of excellence and your false upper limits requires you to wear that genius long before you get there. And this is what I mean by that. Get dressed the way you want yourself to be in your zone of genius. Wear the makeup you want or don't wear the makeup you want. Either way, you have to start life by saying that you want to be that. So you have to be that. You have to be that now. You have to decorate your house the way you want it to be as best you can. You can go anywhere from Williams-Sonoma and get all that kitchen stuff or TJ Maxx. But make sure that you are surrounding yourselves with those things that make you feel you have arrived whatever arrived means for you. Make sure that you have embraced you past your false upper limits. You have to believe it long before it happens. You have to believe it long before anybody else knows you want to have it. 
it's so important for you to be there first. My advice is to write an I am letter to yourself. An I am letter to yourself. Let me back that up. My advice is first to write a I forgive you, I have to let you go letter to whatever you think the incident is that is causing your false upper limits. Whether it was from your childhood and your inner critic, whether it's to your mother, whether it is to your past employer, your ex-husband, your ex-wife, whatever it is, you write them a letter, you write it a letter, and you say how painful it was, and you say what it meant to you, and you just pour your heart out on that page, and then you let it go. Some people I've asked to do this have burnt it in their fireplace or or shredded it in their shredder after they write it. Some people have kept the letter so that they can go back to remember how much it was, how, how, how much pain there was, and they want to let that go. So whatever you do with that letter that you are separating yourself from your past, you do that, but write that letter separating yourself from your past. Your next letter is going to be to yourself. It's an I am letter. I am this. I am strong. I am beautiful. I am an executive leadership coach. I am a star athlete. I am the CEO of that business over there. I am all of these things you are. You're smart. You're ambitious you're well-trained or you will be well-trained, write an I am letter. Now the I am letter I want you to keep. I want you to write that letter and I want you every day to read that letter to yourself, the great I am letter. I also want you to take your resume and put it on your refrigerator door or your mirror in the bathroom because I want you to remind yourself of what you've already accomplished every day as you're preparing yourself to slip past your false upper limit into your zone of genius. Those are the steps. I am so happy you joined me here today. I hope you learned something from this podcast. I hope you can apply it to your life. I also hope that you want to talk with me about your false upper limits. You can find me on LinkedIn under Joya Jefferson Nuri, or you can go to my website in the public eye communications. I'd love to talk to you about what you think about this podcast, what you learned and what you still have left to learn. Thank you for joining me here for this episode of Unshackled Leadership, a lantern for black women. I hope you learned something here that will empower you. Now, if you want to reach me for individual coaching, you can find me on LinkedIn or at my website in the public eye communications. And I invite you to subscribe to us. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or on YouTube. And please leave a comment. I would love to hear from you. I'm Joya Jefferson Nuri. I'm an ICF certified executive leadership coach. Thanks for joining me.